What's up, everybody out there? I'm Rob Goodwin, and welcome to this special edition of the Ketogenic Bodybuilding Podcast. Uh, I'm hungry, <laughs> and uh, that, that will be a topic today as we go into this special edition. It's going to be, I don't know, somewhere probably in the neighborhood of uh, six or eight episodes of my countdown to my competition, my first competition of two coming up. I am nine weeks out uh, Saturday. Today's Monday. Um, but uh, Saturday, uh, I was nine weeks out of the first show, which is an NPC qualifier. And that will be held in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, by doing that show, uh, I will qualify for nationals which will be in July, I think it's the 22nd, is when the Masters Division competes in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I've never been to Pittsburgh, so that should be exciting. So uh, as long as the uh, stars align and nothing bad happens, I plan on doing the Victory Classic in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, coming up in nine weeks. And then uh, I think I'm, what, like 14 weeks out? So basically like another month um, after the Charlotte show, I'll be traveling to Pittsburgh to hopefully do well at nationals. So it's the master's nationals. So essentially I'm just trying to be one of the best old guys in the country, in the, uh, in the amateur ranks and guys there at nationals, uh, guys that win their classes and women that win their classes actually get a pro card. So if you get a pro card, then you become literally a professional sort of, so to like, look at it from other sports, um, like in football, if you're playing college, you're an amateur. And then if you get drafted into the pros, you are now become a pro. So in bodybuilding and physique competition, if you win your class, uh, at the national level, you earn a pro card and then can compete in pro shows where you're not just trying to bust your ass to get a freaking trophy, but you can actually get paid. And that is not my goal. Um, that's a whole universe away from me. My goal is just to make it to a national uh, level competition and do well and not completely embarrass myself. So that's the goal. So I'm really just looking forward to the experience of it because as I've said in the past, the more I compete and the more, uh, the more roads that I travel, the more experience that I attain, the better coach I can be to help you achieve your goals out there if you ever decide to compete in physique competition or, you know, just just as relevant is, uh, you know, people who are just trying to achieve a very special sort of uh, a goal for the year. Um, it could be a photo shoot. It could be a beach trip. It could be a family reunion. It could be a wedding or it could just be, hey, this year I'm finally going to get into the best shape of my life. This year I'm finally going to get to a super low level of body fat and, and, and take myself someplace I've never been before. So perhaps some of the strategies that I'm implementing for physique competition on stage you can apply to your own life and maybe get a little insight into how all this craziness works. So I'll try to keep everything sort of in layman's terms and, uh, you know, make it you know, applicable to whatever you're going through at the time. So there we go. The stage is set. So uh, as I said, I'm nine weeks out. I started cutting. So basically, let's back up, rewind. I went through a pretty long period of what I like to call gain phase or a, some people call it bulk. I just hate that word. Um, 
so I went through a gain phase, which is essentially, you know, you're in a caloric surplus. So I was eating a lot of food. On a big day, I was consuming in the 3,500, you know, range to even pushing towards 4,000 calories, training hard in the gym five days a week. And then knowing that I had competitions coming up, you know, I sort of timed it to where at a certain point, I would then begin to taper those calories down, start making that adjustment into bringing those calories down. And then I'll get to a point where I jump right into what I would call a hard cut. So I started tapering at 17 weeks out. So once I knew the dates for my competitions, uh, show one and show two, I started tapering 17 weeks out from show one, the show in Charlotte. So uh, what I did is start just slowly bringing down the calories over the course of those first couple of weeks, like week 17 and week 16, week 15, I just slowly started bringing the calories down. I started cleaning up the mess a little bit. Uh, I, I tidied up the diet. I started getting away from foods that you could kind of squint and say, eh, that's not the cleanest thing. The cheats went away, the, you know, the, the allowing myself to have this, you know, things like alcohol, all those things, I began to taper that down and slowly subtract that from the menu. So uh, at 17 weeks out, I began that process, knowing that at 12 weeks, I would jump into a hard cut. I really wanted to start early this time. Uh, and if truth be told, I really started cleaning up things a little bit at about 24 weeks, to be honest. Um, but at 17, I really began a structured taper. And then at 12 weeks, you know, basically uh, the Monday morning of 12 weeks out, it was like, you know, shit's on. So, so uh, I'm at nine weeks out now. So uh, I'll tell you what, the taper worked spectacularly well. I actually dropped more body fat than I even expected to during that weeks from week 17 down to week 12. So it kind of cleaned up the mess a little bit. It set the table to really jump into that hard cut. I was in the right mindset. So basically from week 17 to week 12, I was getting in that mental groove. You know, basically each day I was like, okay, it's coming. It's coming. Get prepared. We're going to get to suck time. We're going to get to that point where I'm going to be hungry a lot, where things are going to suck, where people are going to be eating things around me that I can't even get close to. So I got sort of, I had this time to mentally prepare for the cut to come, and that helped dramatically. Uh, uh, this year, separate from all other competitions I've done, I really did start a lot earlier, both mentally and in, in the application as well. So... I went from, uh, I, I hit my peak weight at about 240 pounds, and that was with just what you would call slightly visible abs, but you know, like I said, it was, it was not pretty, it was messy, but you know, I, I wasn't fat, uh, but you know, that's just part of the process. So that taper kind of, you know, pushed away the junk and brought things started back down to started to reveal a physique where when I'd look in the mirror and say, oh, there he is, <laughs> there's that guy, he's coming back now. And, and, it, and it really happened fast this time for me. So I went from 240, I think uh, as I started to taper at 17 weeks out, I was 240 and by the time I got to 12 weeks out, I was already down to like uh, 226, 227 pounds. And it was a lot more <laughs> aesthetically appealing. 
uh, abs were starting to become become visible. Uh, there was some vascularity starting to pop out and starting to get some shape back and some sweep back to the muscles. And by the time I hit 12 weeks, um, things were really starting to click. And from 12 weeks to now nine weeks, I woke up this morning, rolled out of bed, uh, nothing on, and jumped on the scale, and I was 222.7, 222.7 this morning. Um, and again, I don't really care much about weight. People ask me nearly on a daily basis, where do you want to be? Where do you expect to be when you weigh in for the show? And I'm like, I really don't know. Uh, all I know is that in 2019, which was a very good uh, show for me, I was 213, I weighed in. I think I've added a little bit, especially in my back. So if I come in at roughly to anywhere, I'm guessing between 213 and 215, I think I'll need, I think I'll be where I want to be. And I think I'll be even leaner and more conditioned than I was in 19, which is the goal. I want to be more cut, more shredded. I'm 52 years old. So I'm not, it's not like I'm going to pack on a whole crap ton of muscle. It just doesn't work that way. So the goal is to maintain as much muscularity as humanly possible, do everything in your power to not lose any muscle, make a few changes in the symmetry and the shape, and, and then, but overall, the goal is conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. And so what, what does conditioning mean? Basically, it's that your conditioning is that combination of both extremely lean, along with being vascular, having muscular striations, really peeling it down to the best possible combination of fullness and completely peeled, shredded, cut, you know, almost looking freaking see-through skin like saran wrap skin. That's the goal, to be very conditioned. So when you're up on stage, the judges, you know, you just have that look where the judges look at you and say, this guy put in the work. This wasn't a guy that, you know, just you know, went damage control and like cut calories and dieted for six weeks. This guy has been putting in the work for the whole season. He's built a conditioned body and that's what the judges are looking for and everything adds up. So I, I think I'm in a good position. So I was 222.7 uh, this morning and I think I'm on track. A couple of changes I've made this prep over other ones is is I've realized, and I know this is a complete, you know, blasphemous term in the in the keto world. Even though, if you've been paying attention, we're not your typical Aunt Betty's keto. Um, I would normally do a refeed on Saturday or Sunday after a pretty hard depletion week, Monday through Friday. This time, especially for the last few weeks. I've been doubling up um, and I've responded extremely well from that. So for instance, just this last weekend and the last couple of weekends prior, I did a refeed on both Saturday and Sunday. And that just means that I would you know, bring in things like cream of rice, um, sweet potatoes, rice. I would even do uh, another favorite of mine is what I would call, what I like to call dry carbs. Um, Rice check cereal is another one where I can just eat a couple handfuls of that. Yeah, it's boring, but it uh, it works well. And um, you could even throw in something like, you know, a microwave pancake, those little frozen pancakes, um, and just 
eat it, you know, with your hand or whatever. So I, w- I was doing that kind of stuff and responding extremely well. And then another thing that I found that I responded very, very well to is um, like on Saturday night, um, I would have some Chinese food you know, and, and it would be like chicken and broccoli, which would be obviously chicken, has some broccoli and has white rice. And they put that extremely salty, you know, high sodium uh, brown sauce on it. And the like three weeks ago, I did that dinner and then went to bed and woke up and Sunday morning uh, every, you know, on the weekends or actually every day I get up, I come downstairs and then I go down to my garage where I practically live. That's my that's my happy place. And I've got a full length mirror down there. And I looked into the mirror, uh, no pump up whatsoever, right out of bed, no food, no carbohydrates, nothing, and was so full and vascular and striated at, you know, you know, 14 weeks out, 13 weeks out, 12 weeks out, or excuse me, 12 weeks out, 11 weeks out, 10 weeks out. Um, it was kind of stunning to me. So I, you know, I think the combination of the carbohydrates, the high level of sodium, um, really brought out a fullness. And I'm really thinking that that might be my night before meal before the competition, because I wake up the next morning looking, you know, carved out of wood. So that's the goal. So, uh, I've been doing refeeds both on Saturday and Sunday. Then what I will do is I will come in Monday morning and I look in the mirror and you, you know, you walk downstairs, you don't look at anything. You get ready to look in the mirror and think I'm just going to be a washed out mess. And I haven't been, I've actually looked really, really good, really full. A body fat is dropping weekly, uh, you know, every week, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And, um, so, uh, I will then deplete, especially on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Monday is like today I've had nothing but like, like at, at five thirty this morning, I had two scoops of whey protein just with water. Uh, two to three hours later, I had two cups of egg whites with one whole egg. Um, and now I'm doing the podcast. So then like at 11, I'll do like 10 ounces of chicken breast. Um, I'll have that. And then I'm going to work out. I'll bring in a little bit of carbohydrate pre-workout with my intracell seven black two scoops will be 18 grams of carbs. I'll use that just to get through the, my back session today. Then I'll probably have another way shake post-workout. And then for dinner, it'll be some sort of lean meat with vegetables. So that that's kind of, that's what my day looks like generally, like on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, I might uh, bring in a little bit more carbohydrate, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 grams for the day. Uh, again, most of it's still around workouts, but I'll bring in a little bit more vegetable matter. I may munch on a few rice cakes throughout the day. Sometimes I'll even have a serving of cream of rice with my chicken as the meal right before my workout. So a little bit of extra carbs for training. And then, you know, then I'll come into the weekend and do the big refeed where I'll take in, you know, four, you know, 400 or so grams of complex carbohydrate uh, on Saturday and do the same thing on Sunday, still keeping it very clean, very bland, nothing sugary, nothing crappy, nothing super processed. And that's been the formula for me. So, 
you know, if, if, if you want to know what does he do, what does this guy do? I mean, that's pretty much the formula and it's very repetitive. It's basically the same stuff day after day after day. Like if I, if you look at your, if you track with my fitness pal, you know that when you get ready to put in a meal, you pull up uh, the app, you hit, you know, food, and then you hit like breakfast, lunch or whatever. And you see a list of the foods that you've recently used. I'll bet you I choose this from the same 10 to 12 foods every single day. And I will do that all the way up to the contest. So I don't want to get caught in that trap of, oh, I need variety. It's so bland. It's so boring. Blah, blah, blah. But you know what? This is a competition. I do what I got to do to drive home a win. It's competing. I'm, I'm in it to win it. Even if I don't have a fucking chance, like at nationals, for instance, I still go in with the mindset that I'm going to win this thing. And if I place third, you know, hell, at a national level, great. That would be great. If I get top five, whatever. We'll see when we see. Now, my goal for the Charlotte show is I'm going to win the 50 plus. That's just my mindset. Now, who knows who's going to show up? Some freaking freak might, you know, drive into town that nobody's ever seen before and just blow me off the stage. So be it. But I know that when I stand on stage nine weeks from now, I'll know that I didn't do anything to harm myself. I gave it everything I had, everything within my base of knowledge that I knew to do to be the absolute best that I could possibly be. Still training extremely hard, still eating on point perfect, keeping that protein high. And, and I think I've got peak week. My plan for peak week, I think, is on point. So preview here. Next week, when I do the prep update series, number two, this is number one, when I do number two, I'm going to give you my plan for peak week, what I plan to do the last week before the competition. It's called peak week. And then as, as peak week gets here, I'll do an actual. So basically I'll say, okay, the plan was this. Here's how it worked out, and we'll kind of compare notes and, and see how well that did for me. So it'll be a learning experience for everybody. So uh, on the next episode, I'm going to lay out my plan for Peak Week. So that'll be the plan episode. And then, you know, uh, on Peak Week itself, probably like the day before the show or maybe the day after the show, I'll do an episode where I do the actual and tell you how it all went. And obviously if I, if I got a first place win in my class, then we know it worked out pretty damn well. So, so that's the goal. So, so yeah, so for right now, uh, just to recap, I, I started tapering calories and cleaning up the foods at, at uh, 17 weeks out a little less on 16 weeks, a little less 15 14, 13, and then at 12, bam, it gets steep caloric deficit, eating pretty much the same foods over and over again, eating every two to three hours to achieve that muscle protein synthesis to keep feeding my body. Because when you're in a deep deficit, and a deficit for me right now is I'm anywhere from generally about 2,200 calories, sometimes 25. And there will be those days where busy, maybe just not as hungry. Some days I'm famished. It really just varies on the day. There's been days when I went to bed at 1800 calories, but you know, 
the point is, is I still kept the protein extremely high. The, the key here in a cut is to maintain your muscularity. How do you maintain muscularity? Well, really, it's three important factors. Still train your ass off. There are people out there that might tell you, oh, when you're in a cut, you need to train lighter, higher rep, bullshit. You're trying to maintain all the hard work you've put on through the year to build muscle. You don't want to burn any away. Now, it's inevitable you're going to lose some. It's just hard to maintain muscle in a caloric deficit. But if the goal is to keep as much as possible, three things will help you achieve that. Keep training your ass off in the gym. Now, I don't train stupid. I have a limit. I don't deadlift too many risk, too much risk of injury there for me. I don't do barbell back squats, free weight, too much risk of injury for me. I stay on a Smith machine or I do single leg stuff or leg press or whatever. Lots of leg extensions, leg curls. But I still keep the intensity high. I still keep the weight as high as I can through the rep ranges that I do. I still train my ass off because you want to maintain. The second thing you need to do to try to maintain lean mass through a cut is keep the protein crazy high. You need to keep the protein high. People will say, well, what's, you know, should, I, I didn't hit my goal. I would say, listen, do whatever you can to hit your protein goal. Do the very best you can to hit your fat goal for hormonal function and energy and so forth. Carbs is a limit. So if I set a client at 50 grams of carbs, 60 grams of carbs, 30 grams of carbs, whatever, you know, if for some reason they don't hit that goal, that's fine. You don't need to. It's, it's a tool that we use. Now, I will say if, if we agree that 30 grams of carbs pre-workout is going to be best for you to getting an ass-kicking workout, then push to get that 30 grams. If you don't take in any more carbs throughout the day, that's fine. And I'll say for a refeed, you know, I might start someone out at between 120 and 150 grams. I might start some guys out between 250 and 300 grams. Try to hit those numbers because we do want to replenish that muscle glycogen, give you a little bit of a diet break, bring the calories up a little bit to sort of reset the thermostat. And then we jump right back in and start depleting again on Monday. So to maintain that muscle, train hard, keep the protein high and get lots of sleep. If you're not resting, if you're not sleeping and you're not recovering, you risk muscle loss. So these things are going to be the most critical elements during your cut to maintain that lean muscle mass and bring as much lean tissue into the competition or the photo shoot or the goal date or whatever. So you don't want to look like a washed away little waif. You want to look chiseled, hard, full, muscular, vascular. So when you do take in those carbs right before you get your photo taken or before you stand on stage and right before you pump up, you want to come in shredded and peeled and ripped, absolutely, but you also want to have muscle fullness and hardness and all that kind of shit. So that's how we do that. So it's not rocket science and it's not voodoo. You know, we're going to talk about peak week next week, and I've mentioned this in the past. If you think you need some special, you know, magical voodoo during peak week, to bring out your best physique, all that tells me is you didn't come in in shape. You didn't do the work. Honestly, you should be able to come into a peak week and just do, you know, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, easy workout. Uh, just keep taking in, you know, those macros as prescribed. And apart from just a little bit of a carb up and a, just a slight adjustment with some water, you really don't need to do much more than that. 
So if you think it needs to be some special formula that only the pros know, and it's got to be this, that, and this whole list, long list of freaking bullshit to get through peak week, all that tells me is you didn't put it into work. You should be able to put your feet up on the last week and get ready to kick ass on stage because you're so freaking peeled and shredded and full and ready. There's nothing else to do. So, but we're going to talk about peak week on the next episode. So, so anyway, nine weeks out, nothing much has changed since 12 weeks out. Um, monitoring my refeeds, using the mirror incessantly. Uh, the mirror tells all when you, when you get sub 10% body fat, which I am now, you can look in a mirror from day to day and see changes. So you're looking for super consistency in the mirror. You know, maybe take a couple of photographs, photographs, because sometimes your brain plays tricks on you in the mirror. And maybe sometimes photographs actually tell the story or vice versa. So take those photographs, use that mirror, see how things work for you. Cause I can do, I can do a weekend refeed and, and I was, I was admittedly experimenting with this a little bit. So when I did the, when I doubled up on the refeed, because I noticed that my body was just tolerating it so well, and I was coming into Monday morning looking ridiculous, you know, even at, you know, 14, 13, 12, why do I keep saying that? 12, 10, nine weeks out, um, uh, you know, if I would have seen anything in the mirror on Monday morning that made it look like I was smoother or spilled over or less uh, full or, or less striated, less vascularity, if I didn't see a change from the previous week, then I would then make an adjustment the following week and back off on the refeed a little bit. You just make those adjustments. So it's about communication and subtle little nuances that bring you in. So, but I've got nine weeks out and I am at sub 10% body fat. So this is right where I want to be. I want to be well ahead of the game. You know, I would love to be two weeks out and ready. So all I got to do now is maintain the physique I have and get ready for peak week, which is just going to consist of a slight manipulation of water and sodium and a slight manipulation of carbohydrate and a slight change in training. And that's all I got to do. And then wake up Saturday morning, fill those muscles with glycogen, get backstage, pump up, stand on stage and get shit done. So that's the goal. So I want to come in early. I don't want to be fighting the calendar. I don't want to be worrying about that shit and come into a final week and think, fuck, what do I got to do? I'm still not there. That's a place you never want to be. So you got to be also realistic with your goals. If I didn't think I was going to be or had an opportunity to be completely ready for both of these upcoming shows, I would have said, nope, I'll do a qualifier this year in late summer or fall when I know I can be ready. And then I'll hang on to that qualification and try to, you know, hit another national event. But I really felt that I had played the timeline right. I knew what I was doing. I, I knew I, I'd been through enough. I knew my level of discipline. I, I really felt it could be done. And now I do have, I'm going to call it a luxury, even though it's not, that at nine weeks out, I'm thinking I probably look 
at my physique now at nine weeks probably looks like it did at five weeks in 2019. I mean, that's a month of leeway that I can continue to chip away and, and keep, you know, working towards being the best that I can possibly be. So right now for me, it's just a chess match of don't peak too soon. Don't take it off too fast. Be meticulous. Pay close attention to what you're doing because, you know, bodybuilding is the only sport that I can think of where you are on 24 seven. You know, if, if you're a, a long distance runner or a triathlete or a tennis player or whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, martial arts, whatever your thing is, most of those things don't encompass you 24 seven. Whereas bodybuilding since early in the year, really, you know, since fuck the fall, it's been every, every training session matters. Everything you put in your mouth matters. Every minute of sleep matters. Meticulous detail in your recovery matters. Supplementation matters. It all matters all day long because in bodybuilding and physique competition, you wake up and it's on your mind. You wake up and you think, okay, X number of time until first meal. And then it's X number of time until the next. And then it's this supplementation regimen. And then it's, you know, I got to do my training and it's got to be this and it's got to be to this level. And then it's time to do cardio and it's going to be this long. And it's got to be at this heart rate, at this level of intensity. Then I got to get that meal in. Then I got to get that meal in. And it may be eight o'clock at night or 730 at night in my case sometimes. And as much as I'd rather do nothing more than stay up and hang out with family and kids and whatever, I know I got to go to bed because recovery time is so critical for me. Every minute of sleep matters. So everything has got to be on point 24 seven. It's one of the few sports where it completely encompasses you, but it's so incredibly rewarding because you know, you're building a physique that only a small segment of the population can say that they've achieved. And then, you know, it pays off, you know, Hey, it's, it'd be nice knowing that, you know, on a camping trip or a beach trip or, you know, whatever, you know, I'm going to be in shape. So that's sort of the cool little bonus dividend of, of this lifestyle is, you know, you live that, that life and you're always that freak in the room. And it's just, it feels great to know that you're pushing hard to be the best version of you you can possibly be. And as much as people want to fight it and say, you know, God, I, you know, why do you do that? I could never do that. That's fine. You got to let those people go. Just push that negativity out of your life because once you go down this path and you become part of this unique world, it is very addictive. And, uh, you know, I, I told people before I made the decision months and months ago to do these two shows and actually go to nationals, I knew it was going to be a lot of work, a lot of mental stress. You know, it was going to be completely consuming of my life, there was a part of me that missed the prep, that missed that, you know, cutting uh, element of it and going through that. And, you know, people were like, you miss that? You miss, you know, starving yourself and, and killing yourself in the gym and always having to be on point. And I'm like, yeah, I, I miss that discipline. 
I miss having something so much bigger than me to focus on. You know, sounds crazy, but you know, I, I know there's some of you out there who are going through this process and you're nodding, you're saying, yeah, I get it. You know, some of us just need something bigger than ourselves. And for me, knowing that going through this process makes me better at what I do for a living makes it all the more worthwhile for me. So anyway, I wanted to make this short. This is, you know, I was going to start doing these at 12 weeks out, but then I thought, you know what? Sitting there telling people about my egg whites and chicken breast and whitefish every three hours and, you know, it's, it's going to get boring. So I think at nine weeks out, I can keep giving updates that are going to be somewhat still informative and compelling. So uh, I just want to give you an update on where I am and what I'm going through. And I think the takeaway from this is, is it's not rocket science. It's not voodoo. It's you set those macros, you get into that deficit, you find numbers that work for you, you stick to the plan you do not deviate, you train your ass off, you get lots of sleep, you try to avoid stress, and then you just keep maneuvering through that day after day after day. I'll get clients that say, so do I stick to the same macros this week? I'm like, yeah. And then next week, do I stick to the same macros? Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> if we need to make a change. Or if you feel something is haywire, then we can walk through it and maybe make an adjustment. But, you know, this isn't something that is always being fixed. You know, sometimes it's just about maintaining, catching that groove, just working through the process day after day after day after week after month. And then we go through the cycles of gain phase, taper, cut, you know, the peak week, competition, photos, goal date, whatever, diet break, come out of that, retool, refocus, reset hormonal uh, balance in the body, then determine the next goal, start coming up with a plan. So it's just cycling through those different uh, uh, cycles uh, as we work through each year. So each year we become better and better and better. And as you get better, then the goals will become bigger because your confidence builds. And then you'll start doing the kind of crazy shit that me and so many others are doing that puts you at a, uh, in a very unique club and it's cool. You know, it's like me and my, my, my friend Melvin, were talking the other day in the gym. It's like, you know, there's communities out there that it's, there's brotherhoods and uh, I don't know if any of you out there ride motorcycles. I'm a big motorcycle nut. I'm a motorcycle hooligan. I got a couple bikes and I love to ride. And, you know, people that ride motorcycles will tell you that it's a brotherhood. And every time you pass another motorcyclist on the road, you wave. It's like, there's another one of us. There's another one of us. And you'll pull up into a parking lot at a restaurant or, or somewhere, and then another bike pulls up next to you, and there's always that, hey, man, there's a nod, and sometimes there's a conversation, and then you, you're checking out each other's bikes, and it's a brotherhood, you know? So bodybuilding's the same way. It's a unique club of people that get it, because when you go through the work and the effort and sometimes suffering that we go through, when you run into somebody that's like-minded and part of that club, then... You know, you've got something in common that most people have no clue how to navigate through that freaky world, right? So uh, hats off and congratulations to you if you're 
working through this world and if you're part of this club too. So uh, that's all right. That, that's enough for today. I wanted these to be short little updates on what I'm doing, what I'm walking through. I hope this wasn't horrifically boring. Um, and I think next week is going to be pretty cool as I literally walk through my outline of what I'm going to do the final week before competition. And then what I'm also going to have to do, this, this, this is a first for me doing back-to-back competitions. So as I go through peak week, then I compete, then I come you know, off that competition, and then I'm basically, boom, right back on again, because in just a few more weeks, I'm driving to Pittsburgh to you know, compete against some of the best of the best. So I'll tell you kind of what my plan is to pull out of that first competition, regroup, and be prepared to just keep fine-tuning all the way to nationals. So we'll talk about that next week. So um, the main podcast will be here Wednesday. Today is Monday. Uh, The main KGB podcast will be here Wednesday. So look forward to uh, that being uploaded Wednesday evening. And uh, if you are looking for coaching, go to robgoodwin.com. There is all the information there on how you can work with me as a client. There's also some free resources on there. Um, If you're not a member of our ketogenic bodybuilding Facebook group, search for that. You'll love being part of that community of 10,000 strong. And uh, look for me on Instagram, both at the real Rob Goodwin and at ketogenic bodybuilding. So we've got two Instagrams. I'd love to have you follow. So until next week, keep fighting the fight. Reach out to me if you need anything and uh, go train hard and maybe uh, eat a big steak today. Peace, everybody.